The last thing we're discussing was the statement of Rabbi Zerah that if the Karpaf was opened to a Hatser, you're not allowed to carry in the Karpaf, but you're allowed to carry in the Hatser. And we ended off with the story about the orchard that was opened uh, to the back of the house and the back of the house and the back wall of the house or the front wall of the house, whatever that part of the house was the fourth wall of the orchard. And then that wall of the house uh, fell down, and we wanted to know if we could use the, the other part of the house as uh, the wall. And we said, you can't count it as it, because you can't count it as a wall for the orchard because it wasn't built for that purpose. Maybe the, the wall, Mamash, that was next to the, the orchard was meant for the orchard, but not the, not the other wall. And therefore, we were not allowed to carry in the orchard once that wall fell. With that, we are starting on Kafhe Amud Bet. Four lines from the bottom where it says, Hahi Abvarnaka. Hahi Abvarnaka, the Havalid Reshkaluta Bibustane. Reshkaluta had this uh, tent in the, in the middle of his orchard. Amalid Ravuna Barhanina, he told Ravuna Barhanina, Le'avod Mor Takantadil Mahane Hunahamatan. Tomorrow I want to have Shabbat lunch over there in the orchard. I want you to make some sort of tikkun this way I can eat it. So he went and he made a path uh, from the from the, like a fence, but like a path where he made a fence here, fence there, so he could walk straight from the house to the tent. And the fence had sticks, and between each stick was less than three tfahim. Beautiful. Azal Rabbah. Now, Rabbah comes and he's not happy. Why? Because apparently Rabbunah Bahinana felt that this area, it was closed off for uh, non-living purposes, therefore you needed another uh, another Ayruv. Uh, Rava felt, no, this entire area, even though it's bigger than uh, than, than Betzah time, since he has a tent over there, it's considered living purposes, and therefore even bigger than Betzah time, he's allowed to use it. So Azal Rava, Rava came, Shalfiru, he took down those, uh, the, he took down the fence, that Ravuna Bahina put up. And now that Azal Rapapa, Ravuna Bered Rav Yoshua, his uh, Rabba's two students, uh, they came, Naktinu mi Batre, they took it after him this way to make sure that no one puts it back up. The Mahar, the next day, Etive Rabina de Rabba, Ravina asked Rabba a question. Ir Hadasha, you have uh, you have a uh, new city. Modedin la, we, we measure the 2000 Amaf for home purposes, Mishivata. We go from the last house, Vishana, an old house, an old city. We count 2,000 Amot Mehomata from the wall. Ezohi Hadasha, Ezohi Yashana. What's a new city, old city? Hadasha, Shukfal Basof Yashva. As if we put a wall around it, then we sat down. Yeshana, an old city, Yashva, we first sat in it. Ulbasof then we put a wall around it. And Hadasha and Yeshana over here are just in regards to the houses, not necessarily by age of the city. Now, Rabina asks the following question. This uh, orchard is as if it was, uh, it, was uh, it had the wall around it. Then uh, someone stand there because in the beginning there was a wall around it. There was an enclosement all over the the orchard, and then he put his uh, he put his uh, tent over there to make it uh, uh, make it uh, considered I'm allowed to sit over there. And we know the Ayruv has to be done after there's a house already over there. Meaning Ravunad got it right. You do need an extra Ayruv. Uh, now, not only that, Rashi says the next day, uh, Rav Papa and Rav Huna Bered Rav Yeshua, Rav students took down the, uh, uh, the, the, that Ayruv. 
they come back now they remembered a whole bunch of sugyot now asks Rava why how do you think that this is considered a this orchard was considered as if it was closed the partitions that the constructions workers put up is not considered a partition why because it's not meant for living area since it's made for just so no one sees what we're doing, it's meant for modesty purposes. It's not meant for uh, living purposes. The same thing you have to say with this tent in the middle of the orchard. It was meant for, you know, it's a new purpose. You want to hide something here, there. It's not a considered a mechitza. And I think Rav Huna got it right. And now there are Huna Bered Rav Yeshua. Huna Bered Rav Yeshua. He comes and says, "Wait, how do you think that this was considered? This uh, this orchard was closed off for living purposes." Veha Amar Rav Huna. Rav Huna said, "Mechitza." I guess it was older Rav Huna. Mechitza Asuya Lenachat. A mechitza that's meant to hide things inside, but not to living, not to live there, uh, like a garage or something. Lo Shema Mechitza is not considered a mechitza. And this tent was only there to put clothing there. It was meant to put this there, that there. It's not meant to, uh, for living purposes. So how could you call it? Uh, so may, I think Rav Huna, Huna got it right. And the Gemara proves it. We're doing for every neighborhood, but not for the entire city together. Why? Because of the fruit pits uh, that they would put for the cows to eat. Now, there's two ways to understand what just uh, what's going on with the city. Rashi's perush is that between, uh, there was a whole bunch of neighborhoods. Then there was a street in the middle where they'd have uh, fruits for the fruit pits for the uh, for the cows to eat. And then a neighborhood, and then uh, there was a section over there where the cows could eat, like a ditch in the ground, and then a neighborhood. And they would put partitions up by the by the entry to the city, and every uh, you see the, those like little fence things, and Rashi has it. This way, no one could come in and take uh, the food, and this way they could protect their food. So now the issue, now according to the, now Tosafot explains that according to Rashi, you have to say that. Mahuza didn't have a wall, and you have to say that these partitions were put up before the before the the people came to live there. And according to Ashi, you have to say that these were not meant for living purposes. These fences were meant for shmirah purposes. So Tosfot doesn't like that explanation altogether, and he explains that Mahuza did have a wall around it, and therefore it was considered that you there was a possibility of doing a roof for the entire city. The problem was that between each city there was these uh, these holes in the ground with lots of root. And these holes in the ground were bigger than a sa'ataim, and they were deeper than ten, so they were hashuv area, and therefore, and that was like sort of blocking between each neighborhood. And even though there was a mechitza between the neighborhood, it still didn't have it. it still, they couldn't be considered all one big eruv uh, because they weren't meant for living purposes. They were meant for protection purposes. And now, Rav Huna Rav Yeshua is getting to this point with Rava Veha. Mechitza that you put up to protect the, the, those fruit pits, 
It's like a mechitza that was meant for protection purposes, modesty purposes, and not meant for living purposes. And you got to say that that tent in the middle of Resh Galuta's garden or orchard didn't really count as a mechitza. And therefore, I think Rav Huna Berhanina had a point. Resh Galuta said about Rav Papa and Rav Huna Bered Rav Yoshua. These are hachamim only to do bad. They know how to make. They know how to make us. Uh, they know how to make things asur for us. But uh, to to help us and do good, they don't know how to do. Now we learned in the Mishnah, Amar Bilai Shamati Merbili Azer, Vafilu. Even if the scarfaf is the size of a bit, Corey let it carry. Matnitin deloke Hananya. The Mishnah is not like Hananya. Hananya allows you to carry in a big karfaf. The Tanya Hananya Omer, Vafilu hi arbaim se'ah. Even if this karfaf is as big as 40 se'ah, Keistarya Shemelech, like the garden that uh, kings put uh, in the backyard of their uh, palace, just so that they could take a walk and they're not uh, enclosed for living purposes, you're allowed to carry. That, that's Hananya, that's uh, Hananya Shita. Now, Amar Rabbi Yohanan Ushnehem, now both Rabbi Lai and Hananiah Mikra'i Hadrashu, they both learned that a big karfaq is a lot of carry from the same pasuk, Shneemar. It says by Yeshayahu, Yeshayahu came to tell the king Hezkiah that he's going to die. Hezkiah turned around and he went to pray, and all of a sudden, Yeshayahu got a, uh, uh, before he was able to leave the, the house, but he, Yeshayahu, lo yatsah, hatserat before he was even able to get out of the house, Ketiv, uh, and, and all of a sudden it says, Udvar Hashem Aitai loved him more, and all of a sudden Hashem's word to him was that he should go out to the to the backyard. Now it says Ketiv, it says by the Pasuk, Ha'ir, Vikarinan, but how do we read it? Hatser, Mikan, so what do we learn from here? The Istariya Shel Melech, that the backyard of a king, Shahayuk Ayarot Benoniyot, that they were the size of uh, middle sized cities. And even if they were as big as those as a middle-sized city, and they were not enclosed for living purposes, it's still considered a hatzer that was uh, that was enclosed for living purposes. And be what's the mahalokit between Rabbi and Hananiah? More savar Rabbi held the ayarot benoniot havyan betkur that the middle-sized uh, cities are the size of a kur, and therefore a kur could be a karpaf. Umor hiskiya savar. That the middle-sized cities could be for arba'in se'ahavyan. Now the question is, Vishayao my bayatam. What was uh, Yeshayao doing in the backyard of the king? That's not the way to leave the king's house. Amar Barhana, Amar Bihanan, Milamech Halah Hiskiya, Vihalah Yeshayao, Vehoshi Vishival Pitho. Hiskiya got sick, and Yeshaya went and he made a yeshiva. He put on the to go learn over there in the backyard. They say that uh, he had a, a tradition, he had a nevu'ah, that the Malach HaMavid was going to come from the backyard, so he put the, he put the, um, uh, he put a yeshiva over there to protect, uh, so this way they don't come. And they say, Hizkiah Melch was so sick that he couldn't even learn Torah himself, therefore he put the yeshiva there. Mikan, Tamid Hacham, Shehada, Shemoshivin, Yeshiva, Pidho. You see, Tamid Hacham is sick, they should put by his door a yeshiva. But the Gemara pushes back, he don't do that. Why? Because you're going to come to mess around with the Satan and you don't want to mess around with Malachamavit. 
Now we learn and we learned the Mishnah that Rabbi Lai said, "Bechen shamati hemenai." Also heard from Rabbi Lai and Shechatzesh Shachach Had Velo Ayirev. One of the people in the in the in the Hatzer did not I forgot to do the Ayirev. Beto Asur, you're not allowed to bring anything into the house, not take anything out of the house. And we know that Hachamim were gozer that we can't carry in a Hatzer that's a Rishut Arabim or in a Mavoy. But if we do a Iruv, how do we do a Iruv? Well, uh, we, everyone gives a, a piece of bread, everyone is okay, and, uh, and now all of a sudden uh, this uh, becomes one area, and we, could, uh, and we could carry here for Shabbat. What's the problem? One guy came late from work, and he forgot to give his bread. So we tell him to nullify his Rashut in the Hatzer, whatever he owns in the Hatzer. He is uh, giving it up. It's not mine anymore. Now people can carry. And we said, he becomes a guest in this Hatzer. So anything he does is like as if a guest. But uh, he can't take from his own house into the Hatzer. And he can't carry from his own house because that would be disproving that, null- that him nullifying his area. So now the Gemara says, let's go back. I said, I heard from Rabbi Li'ezer, that people of the Hatzir, that one of them forgot and he didn't do the Ayruv and he was Mevatil the Rishut, Beto Asur, you're not, his house is Asur to bring in and out of the Hatzir for himself, but for other people it's Mutar. Now, the Hatnan, we learned later on, Beto Asur lehotziu lachnis lo velahen. From the guy who forgot's house, you're not allowed to bring out, take in, for him or for uh, other people. However, he's allowed to do it from other people's houses. Now, this is not like our Mishnah, because our Mishnah said you're allowed to take out for other people. So the Gemara answers, No, there's not a problem. Our Mishnah that says that he's allowed to take out from his house for other pe- uh, the other people in the Hatzer, that's a going to be there. And the Mishnah later on that says that he's not allowed to take out for other people from his uh, area, that goes according to Rabbanan. And the Gemara continues, When you go down to, to the Mahloket to try to understand what they're saying, you realize that what's their Mahloket? Is we're talking about a case where someone is mevatel his area in the Hatzer, but he never said, I'm mevatel my house. If a person is mevatel, nullifies his section in the Hatzer, he's also mevatel his house. And therefore, other for, uh, for other people, he's allowed to take out. A person was mevatel his hatzer reshut betolo bitel. He didn't nullify his house, and therefore he can't take for other people from his house. Now the Gemara asks Pshita. Well, obviously this is their machloket. Why do you have to go deep and dig down? What's the chetim tselomar? What's all that for? So the Gemara explains, Amar Haba Ana Viravuna Barhinina Targimna. Me and Ravuna Barhinina, we explained the, the whole statement of Ravuna Bered Rav Yeshua that they said all in the name of Rav Sheshat. And then that was Rav Sheshat saying, Shatim uh, Tseloma, when you dig there, when you dig deep. So let us explain to you what Rav Sheshat meant when he said, let's dig deep and try to figure out. Lo Nitzrecha 
אלא לחמישה ששירויים בחצר אחד, ושכח אחד מהן ולא עירב. רב ששת was telling us to pay attention to what uh, the, the machloket between them was, because we're going to be talking about it, because we have what to learn about when there's five people in a chatzer, and one of them forgot to do the iruv. So now he's mevatel his reshut to the other guys in the chatzer. The devrer bil azak, shehu mevatel shto, en tzarech levatel lechol echad v'echad. You don't, uh, when, he, when he's mevatel, now he's the reshut, uh, he doesn't have to be mevatel for each and single one, he just do it once, uh, or to one of them. Because when he's mevatel is reshut, when he's not finding reshut to one person, he really means for everyone. And uh, the proof is that when you're mevatel your hatzir, you also mevatel your bait. Rabbanan, and according to Rabbanan, kshuhu mevatel reshuto, tzrech levatel lechol echad b'echad. You have to go to the four other guys and, and, and be mevatel his reshut uh, straight uh, with his, uh, actually say the words, to each one of those four guys. The same way, when a person is mevatel his, his reshut in the chatzir, he's not mevatel his uh, bite, and he has to actually say the words about his bite also. And the Rashi just explains that you can't give it to one person because it's already Shabbat. Meaning, let's imagine what the four other guys did. Everyone took their part of the chatzir and they mixed it all into one. And now there's this separate part of the chatzir. If I give it to one of them, it's still separate. I have to give that part to each and every single one in order to uh, make it work to have it uh, mixed well so now the Gemara asks who does the following Brayta go according to five are in the Hatzer in one Hatzer one of them forgot and didn't do the Iruv when he's nullifying his reshut, you don't have to be mevatel nullify reshut each and every single one. Who's that going to? Keman, because when a person is mevatel, he does it uh, full-heartedly. He wants to to make it kosher according to everyone. Now the Gemara says, Ravka Nehachi. Ravka he he went the back and forth that we just said in the name of Rav Sheshat, as follows. Rav Tabiume Matnehachi, Rav Tabiume explained Rav Sheshat that Rabbi Lezer and Hachamim were arguing with the five people in the Hatser, and the Gemara asked, Keman as Lahat Tanya Hamisha Shishiruin, Behatser, Ehad, Veshacha, Hadmen, Vilorev, five guys in the Hatser, one of them didn't do the Iruv, Kshehume Vater, Shutoy, and Sakhle Vater, Shutahol, Hal Behad, that you don't have to be Mevatel to every single one, Keman. Amarav Hunabe Ariuda Amarav Sheshat. He mentions the uh, Sheshat. Keman Keribir Ezer. It goes according to Ribir Ezer. When a person is Mevatel, he's Mevatel behind Yafa. Now, Amar Le Rafapala Baye. Now, Rafapasha Baye. The Ribir Ezer. According to Ribir Ezer, who holds that when a person is Mevatel, his Hatze is Mevatel, also his house. I Amar Lome Vatilna. I'm not Mevatel my house. He wants to be stubborn. He doesn't want to give up his house. Are, is, so is his house allowed to carry in the Hatser or not? Ul Rabbanan, according to Rabbanan, He says, uh, the guy actually says the words, I'm mevatel my house also. Is his house uh, also considered batel to the Hatser or not? And he explains, that, What's Rebilaiza's reason? What's his real reason? When a person mevatel betel, he automatically was mevatel his house also. And when this person is saying, I'm not, uh, not nullifying my house. 
and therefore the people of the Hatzir can't take anything out of his house because the house was not mevatel, because we go by his words. Or, or maybe Rabbi Eliezer's reason is totally different. No one lives in a house without a Hatzir, and therefore... If you mevatel the chaser, you automatically mevatel the bait. Now, when a guy is saying, "I'm not mevatel my house," laugh call me, call me nay. He can't just do whatever he wants. And even if he says, "I'm going to live in my house without a chaser," he really doesn't mean anything. He's just uh, being a wise guy, and we're just, we're going to say that he's mevatel his chaser and he's mevatel his house also. So again, what uh, what does Rabbi Eliezer hold? Does he hold it goes by his word, or does he hold it? It's like an automatic thing. And again, Ul Rabbanan, according to Rabbanan, Yamar mevatel. If he says, "I'm going to be mevatel," my Talmud Rabbanan. What's Rabbanan's reason for saying that if a person is mevatel his hatzer, he's not mevatel necessarily his house? He has to actually say it. My Talmud Rabbanan, Mishum de Kasavrehem vatel Rishut Hatzeror Rishut Betolo Bitel. Do they hold that when a person is mevatel his reshut of his part in the hatzer, he's not necessarily talking about his house, and he has to actually say the words of his house? And this guy actually said the words that he's mevatel his house, and that's not a problem. Really, the rabbanan's reason is a person never really nullifies himself from the house and the hatzer. And he's going to be like a guest in the in the hatzer. Now, so why is he saying I'm mevatel my hatzer and my house? Your words are just words, right? And you don't really mean that you're nullifying yourself completely from your house, and therefore it doesn't work even if you wanted to. Amar this Abaye explained to Papa Ben Rabanan Ben we go by what he said. And therefore, according to Rabbi Eliezer, if you said straight out that you're not mevatel your house, then your house is not mevatel. And according to Rabbanan, you have to say, if a person said straight up that he's mevatel, the shoot of his house, that it's mevatel, and the people in the Hatzir can bring in and out of his house. Now, we also learned in the Mishnah that Rabbi Eliezer said, I heard from Rabbi Eliezer, We could use the Arkebalin, leave it on Pesach for Maror. My Arkebalin, what is Arkebalin? It's the vines, it's the scruff that goes around the, the, the date tree, the palm tree, and tastes very bitter. And we say uh, that the uh, Ridva says over here that we didn't, he couldn't find the friend because according to Hachamim the maror has to be some sort of uh, some sort of plant or, or that grows from a seed, and Rabbi uh, Ezra doesn't hold like that. He even holds like anything that tastes bitter, and uh, he couldn't find the friend to agree with him on that. Hadran Allah Osin Pasin, and now we're starting the third perek. Now we are transferring our sugiot from Iruv Hatserot, being able to carry from one place to another, to Iruv Tehomin. And I'm not going to start the, the new Mishnah, but I want to give an explanation to what we're dealing with in the third Perek. Now in the Torah, in, in Parashat Shemot, it says, Shevu everyone sit where you're in your place, nobody walk out of your place on the seventh day. 
Now, a person sits in four amot. That's your, your kone, your four amot. Now, if you sit in a city, the city becomes your four amot. So now, you're not allowed to, Nahachamim said, a person uh, was not allowed to walk out of, out of his area or out of his city more than 2,000 amot. Now, we're giving you 2,000 amot to every side. So make you believe you have a circle around you of 2,000 amot uh, to, to each side. Now, if a person wants to go 4,000 amot, let's say, out of the city, what would you do is you walk uh, 2,000 amot out of the city, you put a piece of uh, bread over there or some sort of food over there, and it's as if you rested over there at that point, and you could go to that side an extra 2,000 amot. But your original spot is now the end. So you can't, that's like the end of your 2,000 amot. So you can't uh, go past, uh, let's say, the city. You can't, uh, the, the city is not your 2,000 amot spot anymore. It's uh, your new 2,000, that's the end of your 2,000 amot spot. Your new center spot is wherever your bread is. Now, number two, a person has to make uh, it a residential spot, this Iruf uh, So the only way to do it is where wherever your food is, that's where you plan on being. So you put uh, some sort of food over there. And it has to be there from before. Ben shot of the ent- uh, of Shabbat's entering, and you have to be able to put it in a place where you're able to grab it from. If I can't get my hands on it, then it's worthless. Now, just as a side point before we finish, yes, this uh, perik is mostly dealing with Aruf Tehumin, but you just know, in regards to the food and a lot of halachot, the, the, the rules of Aruf Hatserot are learned out of Aruf Tehumin. We'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.